Are you excited to be here today? Yes. Worshiping God. Aren't you, you know, these songs, um, I was up here at the church yesterday, and I like to just put on some songs sometimes, and it's songs that talk about who we are in Christ, and because, man, I don't know about you, but sometimes I get to thinking about other stuff, and we have to do something to change that, and I'm so thankful that we've been given it. It's, it's all just in our minds. Did you know that you can just, just with a few words, you can completely change somebody's perspective of reality? <laughs> Just with words and how, how, uh, how powerful they are. And so uh, uh, I'm so grateful that we get to come here and it, this is all about what God has to say. Yes. Amen. Right. You know, I, there's some things going on in the world around us, but everything that we will present today has to do with God's perspective on what we're going through. Yes. Praise God. And, and part of the purpose of this is, is, is to take us into a lifestyle of that. Because you can walk through the day and, and, be, and, and influence the day rather than be influenced by it. And so, so we're, we're starting today. Though, and I, you know, I'm glad. Are you ready for a fast? I mean, all the holidays, man, it's like it's, I just, uh, and you're going somewhere and, you're, and you really need to eat, you know, and all these kinds of things going on. And can I just give you, can I just confess before you right now? I was like... When it comes to this time, everybody said, yeah, I'm ready. You know what? I'm not, naturally. <laughs> so I'm glad. I'm glad that we've scheduled this. And, that, you, know, I, and you don't listen to your flesh. That's what this is all about, right? Uh, and, and that's the wonderful thing about you know, scheduling a fast. You know, this is what we're going to do because we decide to do it. We're not just led by our flesh. We're going to say, no, <laughs> we're led by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. And so we're going to do things that will make this effective uh, starting today and for the next. Uh, and we actually, the last, uh, we end it on Super Bowl. Oh, we don't? No, it was the week before. So, yay. So we, you have a week uh, after that. A lot of times it is on Super Bowl uh, Sunday. But we'll go up to that Saturday and then we'll have a. A celebration on that Sunday together. Um, but there's something that's been on my heart, especially for us as a church going forward. Um, and it has to do with, with connecting, connecting with the heart of God. And so I'd like to do some things. I'm going to present this today. This is kind of a little bit, will be a little bit different for us, but I'm gonna, I, I believe I'm going to be able to present it in such a way that, man, let, let's, let's wrap our hearts around what God wants for us. Amen? And uh, I, I believe... My concern as a pastor is I, I know that for me to connect with what God has for my life, I have to take what he's saying and I have to do something with it. You know, uh, our whole world is built around this right now. It's like um, all these clever email, uh, you know, title things, you know, they're always trying to trick you to get you to click on it, Right. Because everything is based upon a click-through rate. And what they want to do is get you connected to them somehow, right? And, and their whole value, multiple treasures are built around getting people connected to what you're doing. Yeah. Any, anybody experience that? You know, and man, I, I got, 
you get texts from somebody you don't even know. But it's not just a text. It has a little link in there. And there's an enticing thing that says, please click on this link if you value your life at all, right? (laughs) Because there is no connection until there's a reaction. There's no connection until there's a, a change made in your life that is patterned about that connection. Does this make sense? Okay, so I've got this really cool, all right, get another full screen here of this. All right, Catherine, if you want to put this up. I was looking for this thing. Can you see that that's the eyes of Jesus? And it's actually a bigger picture, but I I wanted to make it to where you could actually see. And it's all made up of people. Can you see that? I thought that was pretty cool. And that, because it's really what I had in my heart. You know what? We are not, we are not the, the completed image of Christ on our own. We're the completed image together. Because we make up a body. <laughs> right? And so for us to be a, a completed image of Christ, you know, you don't get to, to be that together with somebody else without being connected somehow. So there, there's, a, there's a requirement for there to be some kind of accountability, some kind of connection, something that we are doing together. And we already are. You know, we come and we learn the songs together. We're singing songs together. And, you know, and, and I've been presenting some stuff that I think is from the heart of God that I believe people are doing things with it. Amen? How many are? <laughs> you know, we started doing some of these declarations, you know. I, you have to get the word of God in your mouth. That's part of making a connection with what God's already done. Amen? So I, I want to delve in this, into this just a little bit today. And for us to put, put some practical things together. And I'm going to ask us to connect. For the next 21 days, if we can do this, how many take any supplements at all? How many get a a bang out of your supplements right when you take them? It's like, whoa, I feel better. I feel feel good. (laughs) No, you take them because you know that over time they're they're good for you. And if you don't, you're going to feel bad, right? Um. The best things that we have are going to be things that we are taking consistently and we're doing them. And, so, and, and, and I'll get into this a little bit. A lot of times it's not a volume of what you're doing, it's what you're doing consistently. It's more the consistency that's necessary. Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself just a little bit. So we're going to look at connecting here today. And um, uh, so this, this is actually... So we're going into a time of prayer and fasting, and we're going to encourage you, you know, let's set aside things of the flesh um, so that we can focus on. You know, if you're already occupied with something, and if you're already full, you know, if you got, if you got Larry's hamburger inside of you, it's really hard to put anything, anything else inside because you're already full. If you're full of the flesh, it's hard to get full of the spirit. And so there's a need to set aside the flesh intentionally and to do some of these things. But I want to look in the prayer part because a lot of times everybody, we have something in our life that we'd like for God to, to deal with. There, there's a situation that our heart is, is yearning for, right? But I believe there's something we can look at today because sometimes, especially when it comes to supplements, it's hard to make a direct connection how this little thing is going to ha- help this thing. 
You can't see the direct connection. You just take it by faith, don't you? It's amazing to me how uh, Brayton was asking this. He said, so, so you take that pill, that little uh, ibuprofen or whatever, and, and it makes your headache go away. He said, so what happens if you have a headache or you don't have a headache and you take it? I don't know. Not, nothing really happens. You don't, nothing really happens. But, but it's amazing how you can take that little thing, you put it, it goes down in your tummy, and yet it finds its way up to your head or whatever's hurting, you know, and, and, it, and it makes a difference. And it's like sometimes we want God to just fix the headache, and he's saying, I've got something for you to take. You take that consistently. I know you can't see the direct connection, but it's going to make a, a difference over time. And I see some of the, these things that, that, that I'm going to ask us to do, that if we can connect with those, humble ourselves and just be faithful to do them. Yeah. You know, something else I found out, and, and I haven't been faithful with this, I've gone to the doctor before, and you know, they give you the whole bottle full of that stuff that you're going to get addicted to if, you know, if you're not careful. <laughs> You know, so I quit taking it right away. But, but usually they, they say you have to take it until it's all gone, right? You just keep taking it until it's gone. And for some people, they take it until it's gone. They find out they want some more of it, I guess. I don't know how that works. But, but anyway, um, this is the necessity with, with the word of God. You don't just take it and decide whether it did something for you right now, but you become consistent with it. Amen? So we'll... we'll We'll get into this because um, this is the heart of God. This is the prayer of Jesus for us. So if we're going to be praying about something, I thought this is kind of interesting. So if we're going to be praying about something, a lot of times we just want to dive into the deep end, start taking care of problems right off the bat and say, I'm praying to take care of problems. And, 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 and God said, you know what I'd like you to do is pray to connect. And if you get connected to the source, the one that will actually care for that thing, you might find that in caring for the connection, you're caring for the problem. And it gets taken care of without your attention. Yeah. All right, so there's, a, there's a, uh, a prayer that Jesus prayed at the end of John. John 17, it's like right before he's going to go up to heaven. And he's talking to the Father. And it's interesting, you, you would think, you know, that, that, that Jesus would be able to pray that all, you know, that his disciples and everything would not have any problems. In it. He, he never went there. He prayed for connection. Isn't that interesting? You know, I'm sure he could have seen into the future and seen what each one was going to have to deal with and prayed for that specifically and challenged it in the spirit and everything. But no, he prayed for connection because he knew if, he, if, if we could be one, connected with him, connected with each other, that that's where the power is. Right. Amen? Right. So, John 17, 21 through 23, I pray for them all to be joined together. What is that? To be connected. Right? As one, even as you and I, Father, are joined together as one. As you and I are connected, I pray that they would be. I pray for them to become one with us so that the world will recognize that you sent me. Well, how does that work? How does it become, if, if they are one, how does it become obvious that Jesus was sent by the Father? Because Jesus came to give life. 
and to give life abundantly. Amen? And if you get connected with him, you cannot help but be connected with life. Amen? Is that good? All right. Let me keep going. For the very glory you have given to me, I have given them so that they will be joined together as one and experience the same unity that we enjoy. So the purpose of the glory of God is to, is to cause us to become connected together, right? You live fully in me and now I live fully in them so that they will experience perfect unity and the world will be convinced that you have sent me for they will see that you love, that you love each one of them with the same passionate love that you have for me. Huh. So, God already loves each one of us, doesn't he? How many have experienced the love of God? You know, we were singing about his faithfulness this morning, weren't we? How powerful that is. How wonderful the love of God is and his faithfulness towards us. But it looks like there's a need for connection in order for it to be obvious. Does that make sense? It's like he already loves everybody, but which ones is it obvious that he does? <laughs> I don't know. There's an indication there that unless there's a connection, unless there's a joining together, he's loving you, but it, it's not experienced. It's not having an effect, right? And, and, and this is a principle that is true in Christ is, is we've already been given everything, but something has to happen in order for it to become obvious, for it to be our life, for it to be what we experience. Amen? Yeah. Otherwise, you got a lot of explaining to do, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> And I'm thankful for this because, man, there's some solutions in this, you know? <laughs> and all we have to do is submit to God's way, and there will be an answer for us. How is this connection made then? Okay, so anytime you're actually connecting with a group, you're going to have to be doing something in common, aren't you? You might have to eat the same stuff. And then you're going to have to be working for a common cause, isn't it? Right? So in the body of Christ, there's going to need to be consuming the same truth and actually allowing that to be produced in service to somebody else, okay? So it's not enough to just say, I'm just going to receive truth myself and go home and just be this wonderful truth person. But what does it do? It produces service in us. So we're a church. It's hard to be connected to a church that you're not part of serving, right? And it's hard to be connected to a church that you're not doing something with the things that are being taught. I mean, you can come and you can, you can just be, a, you know, an attender, but are you connected? And this is the heart of God for us, and I believe he's given me this heart, and, and I believe it's, it's in each one of us, too that I don't want to just go through this next year and not connect completely with the potential that's mine in the kingdom and in this body. 
I don't believe you can, you can get connected with the kingdom without being connected with his body. Amen? Okay, we'll, get, we'll, we'll validate this a little bit going forward, all right? Rather than being led by whatever seems right, we can be connected in truth and service. So Ephesians, how many have read Ephesians 4 here? If you go before this, and I encourage you to do this, it talks about that if you are going to be one with God, you're going to be one with him in spirit. And, and when you get one with him in spirit, there's going to be a body that you're joined together that has gifts that are going to enable you to not be a baby the rest of your life. There's an indication here that to grow up... <laughs> You got to get out of the nest and you got to be part of a body and you got to develop the gifts that you got to be JP and learn how to play the piano so you can go, you know, bless people with it, you know, and we all don't get to be JP, but you know, we all have a gift that is not just for you. It's to enable somebody else to mature, right? And so it requires connecting now, here's the, here's, the, here's the humbling part of this is you don't have it all. And so for you to become mature, you're going to have to receive from what somebody else has to give. Amen? So the connection has to be one of humility that I'm willing to do what it needs, what's necessary on my part. To receive. And then I'm going to be mature enough to understand that I'm not going to be so prideful that I'm going to hold what's in me and keep it from being shared. Okay? <laughs> so he's talking about that coming up to this point because he says what happens, and a lot of people are this way, when you're not connected, when you're not humble, when you're not receiving, when you're not giving, when you're not part of the body, then you become vulnerable to teachings that are in error. Because what they are is just what somebody thinks about something or what sounds spiritual or religious or something, you know? And a lot of it becomes very, you're very vulnerable when you're not connected. And you can believe just anything. People do. <laughs> they believe all kinds of whacked out stuff. <laughs> it's amazing what the, ch what the church has accepted, especially in these last two or three years. You know, Some of the stuff that's just been swallowed because there isn't an actual connection with the truth and a, a uh, commitment to that to be connected to it. So let me go ahead and read. This, this is what he's been talking about. He's been saying, you know what? We can grow together if we're connected together. He said, and then our immaturity will end. How many like being immature? I remember when I was five with Peter Boomquist across the, the, the uh, alley, and we were saying, man, I don't want to grow up. I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid, you know? <laughs> But, you know, that's fun for just so long, but then you need to grow up, right? And there is no growing up in the body of Christ without being connected, okay? Yeah. And then our immaturity will end, and we will not be easily shaken by trouble, nor led astray by novel teachings or by the false doctrines of deceivers 
who teach clever lies. <laughs> Something else I just want to encourage you with is don't just go looking on, on the internet for somebody's opinion on something either. That's why you need to be connected with somebody where you can actually trust the, the source. Because there is naysayers about everything. How many know there were some naysayers about Jesus? <laughs> there was a plethora of them, right? You could, you could find that pretty easily. So we don't go, that's why it's important to be connected to people that you can trust. Amen? And you can trust the Spirit. All right? But instead, we will remain strong and always sincere in our love as we express the truth. What is that? That's declaring the truth. All our direction and ministries will flow from Christ and lead us deeper into him, the anointed head of his body, the church. For his body has been formed in his image. Ah, that was that picture, wasn't it? His body has been formed in his... See, it doesn't say just individuals have been formed. It says his body, right? So if we're going to be in his image, we cannot be alone. We have to be connected. Join together and constantly connected as one. You wonder why I got this translation? Because I find, found the word connected, right? Fit. And every member has been given divine gifts to contribute to the growth of all. And as these gifts operate effectively throughout the whole body, we are built up and made perfect in love. Huh. So there's a necessity for there to be truth being spoken. Right? Okay. So if we're going to connect to a body where the truth is being spoken, we have to be committed to speaking the truth ourselves. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Then we'll be connected. And, and in the process of that, there will be a liberation of the gift God has put inside of us. We'll no longer be able to be uh, self-centered, inhibited by fear, but we'll be liberated to be who we're supposed to be. Okay? <laughs> All right. So let's go. Can, can you still be connected to the world until actually transformed by the word? So we've been talking about this for a few weeks, actually, about, about the truth of who God is and us needing to be able to see that and how that's found in the word of God. And so this reality that we found in Christ, we've been made one with him. And we, it, you know, it said that, that God loves us, but to be connected to it requires a transformation in our mind. Because you can actually be connected to the world still. Uh, I think it's 1 Corinthians 6. It talks about being joined. You know, if a person is joined to a harlot, that you become one with them in spirit. You become connected to them. And if you're, you know, that, that's, that's kind of a, a drastic example. But you can do that to anything in the world. If you're connected to the world, it becomes hard to be connected to God. Now, we're talking about your heart, right? I know we have to work in the world. We have to do some other things in the world. But where is our heart? And that's why it becomes very important. And how does that change take place? Change takes place in what you're thinking on all the time. Because all through the day, 
What determines where your heart is connected has to do with what you're thinking about all the time. And it doesn't matter if you're a new creation in Christ. Just like a little, a little me, you know, five years old, wanting to be a Toys R Us kid. Um, what's going to change that? How many of know people that have grown up and they're still kids? Right? <laughs> Why? Because something has to change in the mind. You have to start thinking differently. You have to find out what maturity is. And that's why you need somebody to be able to speak into your life. To tell you the truth. Amen? And that's why you have to get around somebody that's not just regurgitating what the world's saying as if it's the truth. Right? So that's what this verse talks about, right? It says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. So who's, who's, he, who's he talking to? This is, it's, it's not saying you need to, to become saved and become a new creator. No, it's talking to people that are, right? They've accepted Jesus as their Lord, but they're not connected to who they are. Why? Because they keep connecting to the world. They keep, so you know what you're connected to by what you're looking like and what you're acting like, Right? Because that's what this indicates, right? But let God transform you. But I thought I was already transformed. I thought I was already a new creation. Yes, but there's a you that you know, (laughs) right? That person that you know needs to get transformed by what God knows. Is that good? Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Don't you like that? So we don't have to just stay connected with the world. And this is my passion for this coming year. Let's grow in this. You know, it doesn't matter how far you've come already. (laughs) There's more to grow in this. Amen. I just want to say, God, I humble myself before you. I I want to connect with you. So how is that going to happen? It's going to happen in what we're doing in our minds. Right? So I'm going to go through this real quickly because there's some things that we need to, to do on a practical level that is going to, going to make this change take place. And, and again, I'm, I'm experiencing it right now. I'm so, I'm so desperate for more. I've been really encouraged in this. Have you ever thought, questioned yourself? It's like, can I even do certain things, you know, or, you know, you kind of be a self-doubter a little bit, you know? And, and I have found in, in what we're talking about here, God actually wants to change us and to equip us with abilities that are actually real. He wants to make a difference in our life, and he will. You know, it would be so wonderful to just, you know, skip all the middlemen and just go up and have somebody lay hands on you, and all of a sudden you're, you know... Special, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but he's designed it that, that, that it's a process that we have to decide we're going to do. That we connect. He's already done his connection side. And now we have to get involved with doing our part. Okay, so, so here's the thing. And, and uh, uh, Matthew 6, 33, you're familiar with this. But it says, but seek First, 
the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. He's talking about things that we feel like we're, we're consumed with. You know, a lot of times um, we don't feel like we have time to do certain things. How many feel like you just don't have time? You know, I've, I've really gotten convicted of this lately because it just comes out of your mouth. I just didn't have time for that. Liar. <laughs> Liar. Because you do what's important. You do what's important. Most of the stuff we do is what we want. And you say, oh, I'm just too busy. I just, I just work all the time. I just work all the time. Liar. <laughs> no, there's, there's some part of our life that, that is our choice. And here's what I want to look at is it doesn't take that much. You know, he's not saying seek only the kingdom. He just says seek first. So we're going to look at some practical ways to do that. It doesn't take a whole bunch. It just takes first. And if you're not doing it, you're not connecting. All right. He said, and what's really cool about this, it's kind of like, it's kind of like Larry's 10%, you know? You do your, you, you, you take care of that first, and then God will take care of the stuff that you thought you had to take care of yourself, that you didn't have time to do that other thing. And you take care of it first, and the things that you thought were so important that took all your time, God says, I want to get involved in those and make them productive. Make them more beneficial than you could have ever done yourself. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So what I want to look at today is what are we doing today? What am I doing today? Because so many times we get overwhelmed with the big thing. Something, something big that we want to accomplish. You know, I, I thought I was going to run a marathon. I might still run one, but I got to lose some weight. So maybe at the end of the fast, you know, but, <laughs> but, 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 uh, uh, you know, I found out that, you know, running a marathon can be pretty overwhelming, especially if that's all you're thinking about running the marathon. But if you break it down, you get a program and you say, okay, this is what you're going to do today. You don't take care of the marathon. You take care of of today, right? So I, I like what Jesus is saying. He's saying, you know what? There's so much that we can get overwhelmed with that we just end up not doing anything about it. And he said, just take care of the kingdom today first. I'm not asking you to take all day long. Just first. And it doesn't need to be a whole bunch. All right. Uh, Psalm 118. I've just got a few examples of this. Psalm 118, 24. This must become every intentional view with, with joyful response. So I'm looking at it this way, and I'll break this down just a little bit. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This day. How many have gone through a day and you said, to put God and this day together would be oxymoron. <laughs> There's just no way. <laughs> right? And yet, 
there's an opportunity, no matter what the day looks like, no matter what you've gone through, is to say, this day is the day the Lord has made. So if you're going to say that, you don't just say it. What has he made? What has he done? You know, you can go into some pretty extensive praise to what God has already done to make this day what it is. It's a day of grace. It's a day of provision. It's a day of favor. It's a day of healing. It's a day of provision. You know what? You can, you can start looking at that. And that's why I said you have to have an intentional view of what God has done. And then you just can't help but rejoice. I don't know about you, but I've tried to, to make myself get happy just quoting this verse before. This is the day the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad on you. <laughs> but you're not, you're, you're just saying something, right? You're not actually doing it. No, no, no. If you actually say this is the day the Lord has made, you're going to be applying praise. And praise that you connect with. You know you're connected when there's joy. Amen? You know when you've been in the presence of God when there's fullness of joy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Daily reception of God's forgiveness and mercy maintains empowered humility. So Lamentations 3.22, it's through the Lord's mercies, they are new every morning, new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I'm sorry, I should have just read it. All right. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. You know what? This is a, is a necessity. First of all, to say, this is the day the Lord has made. Great things have already been done, of which none of them I am worthy of apart from the blood of Jesus. Amen? Because one of the biggest challenges to connecting with the heart of God is pride. I'm good enough. Look what I did. Right? And actually, your failures can be pride, too. You can think that they're too much for God. Oh, right? But when you say, every day is the day the Lord has made, and every day is a, is, is a necessity for me before the God who uh, lifts up the humble and rejects the pride, the proud, I'm going to be the one that says, I am in need of connecting to my God today. I'm humbling myself and saying, yes, his mercies are mine today. It's kind of like what Lindsay was talking about. They're mine. I take hold of them for me today. Amen? Is this good? Are you excited? Oh, you just wait. It's wonderful. Consistent observation enables prosperous ways. So here's what happens. This happened in the Old Testament. It changes who you are. It's just like Romans was saying. This is kind of the Old Testament version of, of Romans, okay? <laughs> This book of the law shall not do what? Depart from your mouth. But you shall, well, it's, it's interesting, it says not from your mouth, but you shall meditate. What is meditation? How many meditate on the 119th Psalm? Maybe one of the verses, right? Because meditation isn't taking a big gulp 
It's just taking a bite and doing something with it, right? <laughs> That's why he says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. <laughs> if it was too much, you'd be spitting it out, right? No, it's, it's just, it, you take some of it and you, you put it, it says, but you shall meditate in it day and night. That implies repetition throughout the day, doesn't it? That you may observe to do that all, all that is written in it. Then you will do what? Then you will make your way prosperous. Because it's going to change how you think. It's going to change your ability to do things wisely. Here's the, here, here's the key. It's just like ibuprofen when you got a headache. Right? You take it blindly saying, okay, it's supposed to help me, I guess. He's saying, just take the word of God, put it in your mouth, eat it like a supplement, and you'll find that you are doing things that you couldn't have done otherwise. Because now you have an understanding to do things that will be prosperous because you've channeled your mind in a way that is godly. Amen? This isn't just mind over matter. This is supernatural power in your mind. Amen? And then you'll have good success. How many would like that in this fasting time? How many are believing God for some success? Okay, let's don't focus on the success. Let's connect. All right? Amen? Because I, I believe success, according to this, is something that follows connection. Amen? <laughs> and these signs shall follow those who do what? Connect. Believe in God. Right? Oh, yes. We're going to have signs and wonders. Why? Because we're connecting. Amen. Consideration of the word enables fulfilled potential. Psalm 1. I like this. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. That means you're not connecting to what ungodly people have to say about something. Why? Because it channels your mind in an ungodly way that prohibits connection to God. Nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. What is the law of the Lord? God's ways. I mean, sometimes we can get hung up on that and say, well, that's the old law. No, it's, it's his ways. It's how he does stuff. You, you get consistently taking the word of God, putting it in your mouth, and what it does is it changes who you are. And his law, he does what? Meditates when? Day and night. Okay. He shall be like a tree. <laughs> I thought this is really cool. It doesn't just say he's going to have all these wonderful things happen. It talks about him doesn't just talk about the blessings coming to him. It talks about him. He gets transformed into a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf does also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall what? Right? So the prosperity and the victory that God wants to accomplish in us during this fasting time is not something that he's just going to do for us. He's going to do through us. As we are connected. Amen? Yeah. All right. With the word, there's more 
than information, there's wisdom activated understanding. Psalm 119, okay, here's the 119 Psalm that you can munch on a little bit. I have more understanding than all my teachers. Right? For your testimonies are my meditation. So here's the, there's something from the word of God. You can be taking it and you feel like it's not causing you any direct. You're not trying to make something happen. You're just observing what God has already said. And what happens is it enables not just information, but understanding. What we need is not information, especially in the church. Right. Knowledge puffs you up to where you reject understanding. Because understanding comes with connection. Right? And it says, I have more understanding. He's not being pompous. He's just being observant. (laughs) I think this happens quite frequently in college. You know, where you go and your professor, all they've done is taught information. They've never actually done anything. And you can go there and know more than they do about actually doing it, you know, because you've actually gone out and done it. Okay. They're wonderful people. They're wonderful people. Okay. In order to love the Lord, words must be in the heart. Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 7. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord, the Lord is one. That statement alone is something that they put on, they call it phylacteries. They, it's something they meditate on all the time, that the Lord their God is one. Something that is a, is, is at the forefront of what they, they think about all the time. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. Isn't that interesting? It's not just enough to, to observe that God is one and to love him, but to connect with him, you have to have his words in your heart, Right? And this isn't something that you just did. Oh, yeah, 20 years ago, I put God's words in my heart, and they've been there ever since. (laughs) No. (laughs) What does it say? You do it day and night, don't you? Right? You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. Man, you sound like some spiritual geek. No, it's just somebody that knows their God, who actually lives under their God. Doesn't just say they, just doesn't wear a placard, hi, I'm a Christian, right? (laughs) No, if you're going to know your God, it's going to come out somewhere. Amen? If you're going to connect to God, he's going to be connected through your mouth throughout the day. In some way. Anybody saying ouch? I'm saying ouch a little bit, right? But, but we can be, let's be helped. Can we do that? All right. Are you, are you being motivated? All right. All right. So fasting, this is what we're going to do. And, and, and <laughs> I've so, got, so when you, when you go in, into our church app, New Life Church LH. Um, LH is for Liberty Hill. But um, I'm going to be posting these things like we're going to look at right now. Okay, every day. Okay, and I am encouraging us. We talked about a reading that we're going to start, and this is going to go throughout the whole year, and we're just going to go through the New Testament. 
throughout the year, and it's just going to be during the week. So included in this, I'll just put the, the chapter that we're looking at for that day. And so you can read that on your own also. But I want to I challenge us to just take a little bit of the word into our mouth in the morning first. This will take less than five minutes. How many have, can carve out five minutes? Uh, you might have something else going on, and I know you might be super spiritual already, but if we can do this together, if we can connect on this, can we do that? It's, it's not going to be that much, um, but, but I invite you to do this, and let it be something where you're like just observing what God has said about something, and you're making it personal. This is about me. And allow your mind to just meditate on that. You might want to do it more than once. But So let me go through this and kind of show you. So I'm, I'm going to have a verse that has to do with fasting and about you know, putting the flesh down, so that kind of a thing. But So, so we have Galatians 5, through 24 here. This would be for today. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ, Jesus Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Oh, so if I'm connected to Christ, I have to crucify some flesh things, right? So that's just a part of somebody's life. So we're not just, we're not just, uh, we're not trying to just be religious. We're saying, okay, I'm going to do that. I want to have this fruit of the Spirit in my life. So here's something that we can say then that goes along with this. And, and let's say this together. My life is a continual production of the Spirit's fruit as I am continually purged from any cravings of the flesh. You know, God wants to purge us from other things. You know, we get food involved, and I'm going to be doing food pretty intense, intensely myself. You know, uh, uh, but... It's not just about food. It's about the power of the flesh to dictate to us over what God says, right? Can we say that again? My life is a continual production of the Spirit's fruit as I am continually purged from any cravings of the flesh. So it says if there's going to be fruit of the Spirit, there has to be purging of the flesh, right? Huh. How many have thought about that lately? Consistently. <laughs> it's a good thing to just have go through your mind, right? It's something you can bite on. Just take a bite of it, okay? Okay, so what I have here is, is, is five things that I'd like to encourage us to do. Praise of God is something that you can never develop too much, Okay? So what I'm going to have is, is, a, is a scripture reference, but what I'm going to put here is something that we can put in our mouths. And I challenge us to do this all together. So there will be five of these. If you could just go through them in the morning, at lunch, how many could five, carve out five minutes? Might not be five. You might be pretty quick at it. I don't know. And then before you go to bed at night. Can we do that? So praise. God, I love to meditate on your glory splendor, majesty, and miracles. So you can attach something about that just as an image in your mind when you're saying these things. Now, I'm not just coming up with something. This is something from a scripture, right? But I'm making it personal, right? 
So what are we doing? We're meditating on the praise of God. Let's don't just say something about God. Let's say it to him. I challenge us to do this. Let's develop our praise of God. Your glory. You might think about that just a little bit when you're saying it, right? Your splendor. Your majesty. And miracles. It's hard to believe in a God that's going to move a mountain that you haven't been praising. Right? But I, I guarantee just, just this statement, meditating on it three times throughout the day, you might not feel any bang right away, but you are applying a God thought to your mind. Amen? All right. Identity. I am dead to my old sinful nature and alive unto God in Christ. I encourage you because most of us still have old sinful nature things that are trying to tell us what to do. Is that right? I encourage you to not feel condemnation when you do succumb to something. But in the face of it, say, that might be true that I did just did this, but this is more true. And so I'm going to put my mind on this for this moment. In fact, I'm going to say it every time I do that. I'm, I'm going to do it 10 times. No, no you, you know what I mean? It's like, no, I'm, I'm going to reinforce what God says, right? I am dead to my old sin, sinful nature and alive unto God and Christ. Let's say it together. I am dead to my old sinful nature and alive unto God in Christ. What are you doing when you do this? You're connecting to what Jesus has done for you. Amen? You're allowing it to actually occupy your mouth. And with time and consistency, it will produce a different you that will produce victory over other things in your life. Amen? Okay, I got these two together. We'll just do them. Understanding? I let the word of Christ dwell in me richly in all wisdom and understanding. <laughs> How many have thought about that before? Amen? But it requires a continuance. Amen? I let the word of Christ dwell in me richly in all wisdom and understanding. Let's do the wholeness one. I bless the Lord who forgives all my sins, heals all my sicknesses, and satisfies my soul with good things. Oh, let's say it again. I bless the Lord who forgives all my sins, heals all my sicknesses, and satisfies my soul with good things. What is that? That's what God has said about me. Amen? I connect with it. What happens when we fail to go through this process it's true. We've just not connected, right? All right, I have one more. Provision. My God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. How many have said that before? Amen? Let's ask God to help us to see it even more. Right? Let's say it again. My God shall supply all my need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So, how many have an hour and, and 45 minutes every day to commit to 
devotions. That sounds like too much, doesn't it? Well, some people, <laughs> some people when you got a job and you got kids and you got family and babies and everything else, right? Uh, but that's how much you have put in if you just go five minutes a day for 21 days. If you go, uh, if you go three times a day, that's not too much, is it? Pretty consistent. If you do it three times a day, that's like five hours and 15 minutes. You know, I found this out when I was going to college. The biggest thing I learned in college was not uh, the information I learned, but how, I, how much I could learn if I just did stuff every day. In fact, learning to play the guitar, I found out, you know what? Uh, it's not how much you do every day. It's, it's how consistently you do something every day, especially teaching the guitar. If you can get somebody to do, do something for 15 minutes a day, it's amazing how much you can develop. If you try to do more, if you try to do too much, it becomes overwhelming. In fact, I've got, I've got little studies I'm doing right now that, that I have to quit doing them. I'm saying tomorrow will be better, but I'm going to do it tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to be faithful to do it tomorrow. So I believe we're being challenged in this. How many have been challenged this morning? Do you want to connect with what God has for your life? Amen? There's a connection with the body. And, the, and here's part of the reason why I wanted to do this. I was kind of reticent because I said, oh, these people are the choir. They're already doing everything, right? But I don't believe so. I, don't, I believe we need to be connected in what we are doing. Right? These are some very simple things that we can do together. And as we do them together, I believe God's going to draw us together. That we will be connected in power. We'll be uh, connected in, in, in direction that God has for us. And we will experience restoration, deliverance, healing. Amen? That is necessary that will never be possible until we are actually fulfilling the prayer of Jesus for us. Amen? Can you see the necessity of this? Praise God. Um, so, there's actually a, a Facebook group also on our, uh, it's actually Worship Live page, but I think it's connected. I, I, I uh, shared it to our, our New Life Church page also. Um, so, it'd be good. And I want to I challenge you in this. If you can just respond in some way, and connect with anything that we're doing like this. If you have a comment, if you have something that you, you can say, it takes it to another level. If you, have, if you have some revelation that God gave you, share it. It's not just for you. Amen? So I'm committing myself to provide this, but let's connect with it. Let's, let's do something with it. Can we do that?